Welcome to the King Rock Podcast with your host, Billy Beans, and guest host, Adam Levy. What's up, everyone? This is the King Rock Podcast. This is Billy. This is Adam. And uh, we have a very special guest with us today, uh, bass player for Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. And <laughs> Jay Bentley. <laughs> uh, you guys might know him from my other band, too. <laughs> little band called Bad Religion. Yeah, Jay, how wait, how is everything, wait, no, sir? Wait. Come on, Wasted Youth, TSOL. <laughs> oh yeah, That's there right, you go. Yeah. yeah, Circle Jerks. Yeah. I used to I used to say I was Fat Mike's permanent temporary replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should you should um, be the new bass player for No Effects. <laughs> <sighs> it's funny. No, you know Mike and I Mike and I talked about that for a while years ago. Really. That, well, in in the sense that I would play bass and Mike would Mike just wanted to sing. Oh wow! And uh, and Mike was like, I just I just want to fucking unload on stage. And I was like, <laughs> oh, ah, you shit. know, I don't know if I want to be part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, he's already a handful like with just playing the bass. Also, yeah. I, it's pretty incredible to me. I play bass also, and I can't. I can't sing unless I'm strumming like a pattern. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how the fuck he does it, but yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty he's interesting an, to see you on bass with no. <laughs> he's an incredible, he's an incredible bass player. For yeah, real. There, I, I don't, I don't think anyone, I don't know of anyone that plays like him and has that style. This is, this is something where it's like, he just, he, it's one of those things where you make up a style in the bedroom because you don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and then it's your thing. And yeah. he plays like no one else, and he does things like no one else, and it's phenomenal. I agree, and I don't think he gets enough credit. And I don't, I don't know if he wants the credit, but I'm sure he does. Uh, I'm sure probably he does. not. I mean, I, I think that you know, a lot of times you 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 hate the artist before you recognize the art. Yeah. And, you know, no bass player magazine is going to, you know, give credit to Fat Mike from No Effects because, <laughs> well, you know, well, that, that, that demeans their credibility, yeah. but they're wrong. That's the problem is they're wrong. Yeah, I get it. You I, know, it's, it, it's almost like, like, like paint. It's, it's like that in the old school punk rock paintbrush was like, well, they're just that's, that's just a punk rock band. People would say that that's just a punk rock band. Yeah, well, you know, funny that you're touching on that because I have a question. I was going to question this like way into the interview, but is, is if you're touching on it now, um, as Bad Religion goes, you guys are painted as that, like as a punk rock band. But like in the scheme of things of bands that have lasted or have been around forever, you guys have been around for 40 years and have put out 17 studio albums and like a couple live albums. Like where do you think about your legacy or like where you guys are like rated? I'm, I'm no. I don't think you would spend time on that, but I, I don't. I, yeah. and, and I don't. I, you know, I, I I don't because there's no point in it. There's there's no yeah. point in in you know trying to. It, it's like giving yourself a nickname. If you give yourself a nickname, <laughs> you can think about that's just dumb. Yeah, I get um, it. Yeah, it you know works. we are just, we like I don't and I can say it. I can say we're just a punk band. Yeah, because I understand what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But you know, and I don't know how. I, okay, so so years ago, when my when my oldest children were just kids, and they were kind of starting to swear and just being this way, <laughs> and I sat and talked to them. I said, "Look, the word the word itself is is meaningless. It's the intent. It's it's it's, 
it's what your intention is when you say these things. Mm-hmm. And in in that sense, if you said to me, well, you're just a punk rock band, I wouldn't take it poorly because your intention wasn't demeaning. Exactly. So that's that's what you know when 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 people say it with that with that you know snark or just you know they're they're like hey, he's just a punk rock band yeah then you're like yeah okay fuck off yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because if i if i say something is a punk rock band i'm like that's uh that means a lot to me i mean it's just, look I, I grew up in a time where punk was more than just music it wasn't like being in a punk rock band yeah. was sort of a byproduct of being a punk. Yeah. It I, wasn't it wasn't the way like you know the the band wasn't meaningful. Mm-hmm. You were meaningful. I get that. So, I get that. that. That's you know but I I that's a that's just a I grew up at a fortunate time where you know people that were in punk rock bands never thought they had a career. Yeah. They never thought that it was something that you could do for forty three years or or ever get paid. Yeah, that was actually my first. That was my first question. Was like, when when were you? When did you realize that you were like music was going to be your career? Was um, there like a moment that hit you and you were like, "Fuck it, this is what I'm doing." Well, yeah, like ninety four, like when okay. I because I, I was working at Epitaph ninety three. You know, my my last job job was at Epitaph. I drove a forklift. I worked in the warehouse, and and I was the shipping manager. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, Greg had decided that he wasn't going to go, go back to school, and that he wanted to pursue uh, touring more because he was realizing that like he would make more money as a singer in a band than as a teacher at Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is true. Yeah. Um, the flip side of that was that Brett and Epitaph was taking off and Brett said, I can't really leave my company. I can't spend more time touring mm-hmm. because I've got a business to run. Yeah. So, so this was sort of the, the yin and yang of what was happening in bad religion. And that was the moment I said, well, I can either play bass in a band or I can drive a forklift. Yeah, I think you chose well. I'm going to agree with you on that band. one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for choosing what you did. <laughs> and that, that was that was when I decided I'm going to do this full time, scared the shit out of me. You know, I'm leaving my job Wow. to go and and try to be a full time musician. Which is just the dumbest fucking thing anyone could ever <laughs> say. Yeah, I can imagine but, that. You know, we no we gave moment. it our we gave it our best shot, and you know, for the for the best part of it, it it worked, and we and we learned how to make this a career. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying too. Is like what, talking about like legacy. Like you guys have been around for 40 years now. Like it's. That's insane. Like you, you compared to like to the Beatles and the Stones. Like the, what the Beatles were out for, they put out like eight albums or ten albums or something like that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, the Beatles were. I don't think they were around for more than ten years. Exactly. But, you know, it's it's. But the but the, <laughs> this, the the reality is is if you go to someone who's fourteen years old and mm-hmm. say, "You ever heard of the Beatles?" Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Name me one song. Um, uh, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that's just what happens. Eventually, you know, enough enough time will pass that 
even the biggest band in the world will be forgotten unless you're um, you know unless you're mozart or you know in that frame yeah he's where, held up he's uh, he's held up <laughs> right much. yeah yeah so you know I, I mean who who knows what's going to happen in the future yeah uh but what our philosophy was always look at if as long as we're having fun that mm. we enjoy what we're doing and that we're relevant in the sense that we're current we're putting out music we're playing with new bands you know we're not just it's it's not just oh look here's this southern california hardcore tour from bands that were from 1980 yeah like because a legacy just, tour kind of thing right and and yeah. it's like i don't i don't mind playing shows with my friends but i i also like going out and and playing shows with bands that are just up and coming and it's like you know if 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 a big new band asked mm. Bad Religion to come and open for them, we would say yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that's awesome. Because yeah. you know, we we've we've I I tell agents and I tell promoters I can make any set list for any bill yeah. because I've got almost three hundred and eighty songs to choose from. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be the <laughs> most. That's got to be hard because I've even. Um, I got I got upset with the Bouncing Souls once because they they only played like maybe like one song off their first two albums, and I tagged Greg the lead singer from it, and he was like, "Hey, dude, what do you want me to do, man? Like, I got all these albums, and I was like, yeah, I'm a dumbass. You're right. Like, I didn't I never thought it never occurred to me because I'm like so stuck on those albums. Yeah, you're a fan, and you have to sure. want to hear. Yeah, of course. But we, you know, look, I, I the one thing that I know that I am is I am still a fan of music, and I'm just like you. Yeah. I want to see my favorite band with 250 other people play all my favorite songs. And if yeah. they don't do that, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, I wouldn't go that, like, even with the Basket Souls when they did that, I was still like, okay. I Because I like their newer shit, too, but it's like, you have that special fucking like those two albums when they first came out. I was like, dude, those are the two two of my favorite albums of all time. And it's like, you guys didn't even want to play fucking Argyle. You guys didn't even <laughs> want to play like uh, like it's like. But maybe, but maybe they did. I know. And they just run know. out of time. Yeah. It's like, or yeah, unbeknownst to you, it's really hard for Greg to sing. Yeah, it, right. You, who yeah. knows? Because Greg could go like, God, that that song just tears me up. Yeah. Like, okay. That's true. That's a good point. That's a great. You never point. know, and if you're and if you're out every night playing playing songs that are just destroying your voice, it's like, well, that was a short tour. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great point, man. And see, I don't, I it's like when you're in the crowd, you're like, you're, you're not thinking. About that kind of yeah, stuff. I'm not yeah. thinking about like, oh, uh, Brian and Greg, I sit back there and think of the fucking set list. I'm just like. Okay, when are you guys playing this song? And if not, right, right. you know, it's like, I want fuck. Them to play. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because years ago, Graffin, myself, Brian Baker, and Bobby mm. went to go see DOA in Seattle. We were on tour. We had a night <laughs> off, and yeah. DOA was playing a bar. And we said, you know what would be fucking great? Let's go. Let's go see this show. Uh -huh. We didn't even call them. We just went and we paid. We oh, we went in. <laughs> And we watched the show. We were sitting there watching the show, and it was, it it was, all of the worst things that could happen, <laughs> because, like you're saying, like yeah. they didn't play one song that that made DOA DOA, not yeah. one. Yeah. And so it was like they've got to play this song. They've got to play, you know, they've got to play something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that, that, like, you know, this is this is how we got here. This is why you know of us. 
But it yeah. was all, here's another new one. Here's another new one. Here's one we just wrote backstage. <laughs> we came and up we, with this on the car ride over, guys. There, yeah. We honestly left that show saying, don't ever do that. We'll, we'll yeah. never do that. Okay. You know, we, we have to remember that, like, there's always going to be people that are coming to your show who have, they've never heard Digital Boy. Even though if you've been yeah. to our show 20 times, you've heard it 20 fucking times. Yeah. And you're <laughs> I like, I hope they never now. play that fucking song again. But there are people there that are like, they, it's their first time seeing the band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last, so, the last couple times the I saw you guys. Song. Right. It's not, the, it's not the worst song in the world. It's like, well, I know this song. I'm going to go get a beer. I know this song. Yeah. Yeah, the last couple but times I, I saw would, you play, I would rather yeah. I would rather play that. <laughs> I would rather play Digital Boy and you being like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the head, Digital Boy." Then like, here's an experimental song that you know. It's like, who cares? You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last couple times you I saw you guys play, I saw uh, Punk Rock Bowling last month, and then uh, Punk in the Park when you hit that show. Like you have a great mix on the set list. You've got some old stuff. You got some new stuff. You got stuff everybody's gonna know. You got a couple songs that a little bit deeper in the album that you know maybe you, you don't not used to hearing live and i love that i love that you're touching on like all the parts that everything that makes you guys great well that's i try to i try to give something to everybody and if you're a fan of the band i try to find a song that would be like something that you would uh be excited to hear yeah. Whether, you know, because I, I know that so many people want to hear Skyscraper all the time. And it's like, we didn't play that for a lot of years. And it's like, bringing it back was a, was a lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah. people are excited when we play it. We play it a lot now. It's kind of always in and out of the set list. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, the, you know, the, the downside of what happened when Brett left after Stranger Than Fiction, like we made the record, but then as far as the touring went, he was out. And so when we were writing the set list, he wasn't there to sort of defend his songs or say, hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? It was just sort of like, he's not here. And yeah. so we just, if it was a song like Skyscraper, which isn't infected or Digital Boy, we don't need to play that. Yeah, We're yeah. just moving on because, you know, we had other things to think about. And so I, I only realized that much later, years later, where I was like, oh, that's, you know, it was a lot of that happened because... It, he wasn't there to sort of put in his two cents worth. Yeah. Is there, so what does I was, he get, you know, I, it was, it was just me doing this. And then Greg would say, what about this song? And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But it was always his song. And so, yeah, yeah. I did. You, uh, that's a thing I didn't even think about. I, my wife had um, just like mentioned it too. She was like, well, what about like, you know, Brett, Brett's not even like, does he have a say ever in the songs that they play or don't play? Like, does he not want them to play his songs on the road or, you no, know, no, we never, we, you know, I, I, I mean, our animosity wasn't, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah. In the book, um, do what you want, which is amazing by the way. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys talk about that. And I I really love the moment where you talk about, um, you know what, like, why don't I just hit him up and see if he wants to, you know, not tour and just like, just write from home and just still be in the right. band though. And it's, that was right. One of the coolest things, even I was in a couple bands, and I, I even said the same thing to a couple guys that are like that couldn't tour. I was like, "Well, the bad, look at Bad Religion doesn't do it, you know? Like yeah. they like like that's amazing. I think that's it, really it fucking was cool. it was a big it was a big grown up moment yeah. of of being able to say you can be in the band and you don't have to work. 
Yeah, it has like it's so okay. much like no ego into it. Also, you know what I'm saying? No, like it's that, cause, well because on because, everyone's you know, part. It, 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 in all honesty, it was ego that d destroyed everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, ego, yeah. ego took over and just killed everything, and then it took us six years to kind of go. Well, that was stupid. I, I get it, but it's like when you're in that point, it's not even you're not really thinking. You're just like, oh, man, I want to be in the fucking band. I'm in the band. Like, I get that. And it's like, but I mean, you can look down the road and be like, oh, yeah, at that point, it was our egos. But I mean, it's really just the like loving to be in the band and lo probably lo just loving the band and all the stuff that you guys are like doing, you know? Yeah, I, I some of us that some of us that and, and, and I'll even go outside of bad religion. Some of us that you see playing music on on the road, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we call ourselves lifers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this is just what we wanted to do since we were 10 years old Yeah, and we got out on the road and we just, we have a backpack and we have a toothbrush and we know how to do this. We just, we, we are absolutely comfortable sleeping in the bed of a pickup truck <laughs> driving to Phoenix. Yeah. I don't have a problem with any of that. I, I love, I want to do this. Let's go do this. There are some people who are in bands who started in bands, never really thought about what is going to happen if you actually get somewhere mm -hmm. and that you're going to be spending time traveling and, and, and they really struggle. Yeah. They're like, I didn't, I didn't want this. I, this isn't what I wanted my life to be. Yeah. But it is. And they don't, you know, it's, it's hard to see that because, you know, you want them to be like you. It's like, no, just lay down right down on the carpet. It's fine. Yeah. yeah but it's, yeah, but it's yeah. like, you know, um, my son mm -hmm. was playing bass with Dave Hawes for years. That's for, Miles, you know, right? Miles. And, and, and Miles quit his job at Hurley to go on tour with Dave and he traveled the world. He got a passport. He's got some stories. And after like two and a half years, he just called me and says like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, wow. And I said, well, well, what is it? Like, tell me what's going on. He's all, I just, I hate waking up in different cities. Yeah. I miss my stuff. I miss, I just, I don't, I don't fit in out here. I, I don't feel like I'm just not comfortable. Yeah. And I said, and I, I told him, I said, I totally get that. And, and you now have an educated uh, opinion about what this is. And, and he left, he said, I'm going to quit and I'm just going to go back to work at Hurley. And oh, I'm wow. like, great. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, that was the first that's when I met you the first time. I met you at the Redwood. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And you got <laughs> and um Dave Haas was playing. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool, man. Um yeah, Robbie introduced me from the last gang, which was odd enough yeah. because I had got them like connected with Fat Records and got them, you know, signed up or whatever. And then we went on the tour with the the Punk and Drublick tour, and that's where I met you again. When you guys were playing, you know, suffer every fucking night, and then, and then like the greatest hits, which, suffer as an encore, <laughs> which is crazy because like the, the topic of like the discussion right now where it is is about touring, and um, some people are about like that life, and some aren't, and it's like, I went on that tour with the last gang just as like their photographer or whatever, and that's when I would realize like this is what I want to fucking do. Like, this is right. it. Like I could do right. this all the time. Like, yeah, I miss my wife a lot. It sucks. I miss my dog, but like they're, they're going to be home. They'll be home when I get there, you know, like, it's, right. and, and I, I'll have all these cool stories. I mean, it's the road. Isn't exactly what everyone fucking pictures no. it to be, but yeah, you see those movies where they kind of romanticize the whole thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of like how many I fucking mean, subways are there going to be in the fucking world, you know, and how many yeah, gas stations I, and, 
I think M- MTV sort of did that in the beginning. That's why, yeah. you know, all the, and, and it was really because the videos were being made by sort of uh, bands that wanted to portray themselves as successful. Yeah. This uh, a big part of what uh, marketing at labels was was if you if you make the band show up in limos and you let them destroy mm-hmm. hotel rooms and you and you get a jet and you paint the tail with the band's name, yeah. people will automatically believe that they're successful and therefore they will be successful because people will buy their records because well everybody else is buying their records yeah yeah, yeah. and and that's sort of how that works and and we were the generation to go to like fuck that yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's real. all that's all bullshit but yeah. you know there were still a lot of people that grew up with this idea of being out on the road was glamorous and it was just strippers and cocaine every night it's like it can be yeah but you know, on a on a on a band like ours, budget, it's like sixty year old strippers and cocaine, fucking laced with Drano. <laughs> not not super fun, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, you think of movies like Almost Famous, like the whole like. Yeah, it looks like that's the, that's an amazing life is being on the road like that, always traveling, hanging out. Well, I mean, the cool yeah, part I is mean, like I hanging know, out with other bands, and yeah. it's that, that's that that's all that's the camaraderie. Look, it's a. It's like being at a in a circus, a traveling circus, and mm-hmm. when you see other clowns in their clown car, you're like, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" <laughs> and you want to get together with everybody and yeah. pitch a big tent and go, you know, everybody come and watch us juggle. Yeah, because you don't have anyone else to relate to. You're yeah. just like, ah, you're you're just you're fucking aliens. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. kind of just how a bunch like, of you like on the road with other people. Yeah. You're like, you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, it was so cool to see the last gang on the tour with you guys. And I mean, the moment I when I said to myself, like, this is I got to do this. I have to tour like I do. This is what I want to do more than anything is when I was sitting backstage with Ken from the last gang and we're sitting there eating catered food, which is fucking really fucking good, by the way, at least on the Punk and Drublick tour. And uh, we're sitting there and you guys are playing. Oh, you guys are up on stage playing Suffer. And we're like, what the fuck is happening right now? I was like, dude, do you hear this? And I made like a little video like, hey, guys, I'm just here, you know, eating some lunch. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's Bad Religion. They're just on stage right now playing Suffer. And it was like, fuck, I, this is, this is, I have to do this. Like, this is, this is not a maybe or like a whatever, like no question about it. But that's, that's the drive. And, yeah. and, you know, I, I, I always say like you can you can have the drive and the desire and the part that that none of us have control over is the good fortune that that occurs at some point where yeah. you're in the right place at the right time and someone says you me <laughs> yeah you come here yeah what do you want go over there and take that picture okay <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing you know it's like everybody wants you and and you don't even know what happened yeah, and, and that's the part when people want they, you know, my wife is a is a painter. She's an artist, amazing painter, by the way. And she, well, she she teaches she she teaches people who want to paint. Yeah, and one of the questions that I just I hear them ask it over and over. I'm in the studio. I'm like, you know, I'm building bookcases or whatever, and I hear them say like, "Well, what brush are you using there? What 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 is that? What's that paint?" Yeah. And my wife will go, I could use my fucking finger. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Stop <laughs> pretending that there's some magic brush that you don't own. Yeah, that's a good And that's point. really what, what people start to fall into is like, if I just had a Gibson Les Paul and a Marshall Hashtag, I could actually be successful. It's like, that's not true. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you could be playing anything 
and be great and be unsuccessful too. I mean, it's like, there's just, there is no account for what happens other than hard work and a, and a spark at some point where people like you for some reason and you get to stay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of reminds me of my mom's husband when he was trying to learn a guitar. He always felt <laughs> that if he had a better guitar, it would sound better, even though he couldn't actually play a song. Yeah. But right. if he had a better I, guitar, I, I, he'd be better. Yeah. It's funny. Brian, Brian has told me the story about uh, when he started playing guitar, uh, he, his first guitar was an Epiphone Coronet, which is a fantastic guitar. It's basically yeah. a Les Paul Jr. Yeah. Uh, but he, in his mind... He's like, oh, this is just some crappy Epiphone cornet, and his <laughs> and and uh, I guess at some point in Minor Threat, or maybe before that, his mom and dad got him a Gibson Les Paul, and he'll tell you to this day his his guitar playing improved tenfold because he thought, well, now I'm a professional. Yeah. <laughs> so there is part of that, but the truth is, is Brian was always a great guitar player. Yeah, there, there's some people that. There's a couple people in the like the punk rock world that's like they just it seems like anything they touch just turns to gold and I think Brian's like definitely in that category. It's like yeah. how many fucking bands has he been in that's been every band has been amazing. Yeah. He's just he's he's just one of those guitar players where he he adds he brings something to the party. Yeah. And that's such an important, you know, that's such an important part for anybody to know. Like, if you're going to be in a band, bring something to the party. That's a good. That's even a good if point. It, even if it's just good vibes. Yeah, he seems like such you know, a, could, such, a, such a cool fucking dude to fucking hang out with. Like seeing you guys on like some of the interviews, man. It's just like uh, it's hilarious. It's got to be a fucking crack up to fucking hang out with you dudes <laughs> on the on tour and all that stuff. Yeah, there's, there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of laughing until you throw up. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah yeah i'd say like brian and like who i mean like tim armstrong and like jesse michaels also jesse's been everything he touches it seems like yeah. those guys just it turns to fucking gold fat mike yeah but i mean that's a you know it, it's the thing is 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 once you've sort of achieved a, a certain amount of success and i don't mean that monetarily i just mean in the sense of the things that you do resonate with people in such a way where where you kind of become, um, uh, how do I put this? Like untouchable? You, no, no, or, no. Or like years you can't ago, do anything wrong. Years, when I was when I was just you know when I was a fan of music, but I was like and 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 I I found myself really just wanting to know all about like alternative music, and this was when alternative was not. Led Zeppelin or ACDC or whatever. Yeah, and so what I found is that there were there were critics that wrote for the LA Weekly. There were critics that wrote for the Village Voice. There were critics that wrote for NME uh, that I resonated with. Like if these people said I like this album, mm -hmm. I trusted their opinion to go buy that album, and I liked it too. Yeah, that's what fat mike is fat mike has gotten to that point where it's like i've touched so many things that people like that people just like them now because they trust me yeah yeah that's a good point and and that's a good spot to be in i mean you can uh you can spread it out pretty thin and and have you know everything from 
you know, super punk rock casualties to falling in reverse, like what Epitaph has. Mm -hmm. And people are super mad about like, fuck these guys. It's like, yeah, but they're paying the bills. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You might not like them, but they're selling 17 million records. So your favorite band sold 6,000 copies and Brett's all, well, I can't afford to pay the van. So, you know, this is just it. The one thing that I do remember about working at Epitaph is like, look, we're in business to stay in business. We're not in business to make our friends happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, and and that's when you just start like because other other bands were saying, "Why don't you sign us?" It's like because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I I wouldn't know how to sell your band. Yeah, yeah. Are there any bands? Okay, I I wouldn't I wouldn't think that you are any part of like a gatekeeper or you know I I wouldn't think that because I've talked to um, Scott Shiflet a lot too about this kind of stuff about you know bands or even Carl Alvarez. I've had discussions. And, you know, I've been like, hey, man, what do you think? Like, Nirvana, is, they, is that punk? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, Carl would just be like, come on, man, they're punk, dude. Just And then that's it. Like, just leave it alone. Like, there's no other discussion. Just shut up and go. You know, like, why are you even – why is this a discussion? But is there any bands out there that you might be on the fence with? Like, hey, man, the, the maybe the punk label isn't – like, is there any gatekeeping moment for that for you? Uh, I mean, would you, would you, if, if, if I were to say to you in all honesty, mm -hmm. I kind of believe that about Good Charlotte, would yeah. you blame me for saying that? I wouldn't, no, no, right? Because I, because that to me felt very manufactured, okay? Yeah, no, and that's, that's all. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit. And, and you know what? Kudos to them for making the fucking dime because this is a goddamn hard business to make any money in. Yeah. And if you're successful, I don't give a shit if you're just playing country western music. If you're making money, God bless you. Yeah, you're doing something right. Yeah, I think with uh, whatever, yeah. but it worked. It worked. But that doesn't mean that I can't step back and go, yeah, now fuck you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's. So, but that's not. That's not. And I, you know, I, I, I don't mean that in in a way where it's like obviously it would be super offensive to people who are fans of the band. Yeah. Yeah. But I can say, fuck you, man. I grew up liking a band called the Banana Splits that were characters on television. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the Dickies wrote a song about them, right? You get a fucking pass when you're like a kid and you're like, I'm into punk rock. I'm into good Charlotte. It's like, cool. You know, whatever gets you here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just. Because eventually, eventually you'll go from good Charlotte to Ranson and go, oh. That, that's, that's a good point. Because like when I grew up, Green Day was like. That's that was my era. It was like Green Day, um, you Blink. know. And well, Blink came later a little bit, but yeah. But I can say this to you: mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with Green Day because I was there before they were the Green Day that you know. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But it's and, and, and but they and, that's and what I'm saying. They is, were. Yeah, they you opened the door were, to were bad the same religion. Fucking yeah, band they are right now. It's like they were the gateway drug. Yeah, that's that's just them. They're they're a great band. I agree, man. They were and, always a great band. I think so too, and I think at one point, like. They were the most popular band in the world, and then they wrote an album saying, like, the president's a fucking idiot, which is, <laughs> that's, that's fucking, it doesn't get much more punk rock than that, if you're, like, the most no, popular I, band. I, you know, it, it's funny, the thing the thing about them, because obviously I, I, I know them enough to and talk with them enough to know that, you know, after the success of Dookie, much like Nirvana mm -hmm. and other bands, they didn't really handle it well. Yeah. Because, you know, every band wants to do well, but when you do that well, you're never really ready for it. <laughs> How yeah. can you be? There's no, there's no, yeah, you can't. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're, 
you're you're the people who used to like you now fucking hate you yeah mm-hmm. and the places that you used to go to have a good time you can't go to anymore because people spit on you and throw shit at you yeah and everything changes you just you're like i just wrote some songs i don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> and and they really struggled with it for a number of years until one day i was i was talking to mike about this you know what? fuck this we're just gonna we're just gonna embrace it <laughs> that's cool <laughs> Is it good for you yeah that's cool, man. Have fun with it. It's like, why not? You know what? You 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 got the golden ticket. You open yeah. the fucking chocolate bar, and there you go. <laughs> go did you go guys ever? Time. Did you guys, as a band, ever go through anything like that? Like, you know, where people are calling you sellouts or anything of that? No, I nature? mean, you know, one I, I, one time because we never really had that kind of success. We were never mainstream successful. Uh, but you know, we, when we, when we outgrew certain venues, sure, we got a lot of shit. It's like, well, we couldn't play Gilman anymore because the last time we played Gilman, there were a thousand people inside and 5,000 people on the street. Yeah. It's just not, it's not, that's not cool. Yeah. And you know, one time, what the fuck were we, we were in Chicago and we had our first tour bus ever. And I know you don't probably don't know what this is. But we had an Eagle Ten, which okay. is like the smallest, shittiest, oldest bus that you can <laughs> that you can rent. Yeah. But it was a it was a bus, and it had a bathroom and bunks, and it was like, oh my god, we can sleep, and a driver. And yeah. this guy came out and said, "Nice van, fucker!" And I'm like, I'm staring at him, and I go, "It's not a van; it's a bus. It has a bathroom." Yeah, I, I'm stoked for myself that I can actually not have to drive. And, <laughs> and we and don't have to pull I over go, anymore. I go, Wait. Yeah. And I, it was funny because I said, "I said, I just before we before you leave, I just want to I want to explain this to you." And a crowd and a crowd of people had gathered around. I said, "You know, the last states tour we did, we had two Ford Econoline vans." And two U-Haul oh trailers to carry all of our shirts and our gear, and and so we were doing this, and it was costing us about eight hundred dollars a week oh. for these two vans and these two U-Hauls and gas and everything. And this this bus costs us six hundred dollars a week, so I'm actually saving two hundred dollars a week yeah. to not be in a van <laughs> and not I to think struggle. That makes me cool. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. Like that, but but the idea of of not being in a van wasn't punk. Uh, yeah, success no is not what you that's when you that's but that's when you start leaving that behind when you start looking at that going like so you would rather me be more uncomfortable and spend more money <laughs> to live up to the image that you believe we should have <laughs> and, and then you just go like no, i'm done this is this is, that's not that's that's just not rational yeah that <laughs> it's it's yeah it's so weird to have to live, try to live within someone else's like parameters of yeah, what you this think. idea of yeah. what they think you should be. Yeah, That's, it's not their idea. It's not their call. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's, you know, it is. If you're if you're if you're in a band and you, you know, you're trying to build a fan base, you do do that. I, you know, I, I remember back when when um, Limp Biscuit was just starting mm-hmm. to to gain some popularity and fred i don't know how the fuck he did this fred durst <laughs> sent a questionnaire to hollywood high school and a couple of other high schools around saying what's your favorite hat color oh, if you like what? a sports team what's your favorite sports team jersey what's your favorite tennis shoe is it nike is it adidas and so he had all of these high school grade kids answer these questionnaires he got him. He compiled them all, and he just wore exactly what these people said their favorite shit was oh, holy <laughs> shit wow 
That's it, fucking brilliant. It's, yeah, I was going to say, say it's kind of genius on some level, it's but fucking, it's yeah. fucking genius. I mean, it's 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 gnarly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's it's one way but to, it's it's like okay, you know what? Kudos to you for fucking thinking outside the box like that. It's like wow. Yeah, okay. you, you can't hate the person trying to play the game as I mean, best no, as they can. It's just, you it's know market what? It's, survey if, for if, a if, band. If, yeah. it, if it gets him and his band one step ahead of another band that sounds just like them, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it, it's it's a it's it's kind of it's not easy, and so you just you do what you can. Yeah, man. So okay, you said around ninety four is like around Stranger Than Fiction is when. When you said that, that's when you realized that's uh, music is going to be it, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I always wanted it, but that was when I made the decision. Yeah, that was when I actually I I no longer had an actual job. Yeah, and you guys and you guys were making like pretty decent like mon- like livable money by that time. It was it wasn't terrible. It was yeah. it was better than than I had ever had. But okay. I also was. At the time, I was married, and I had one baby with another on the way, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so I I was petrified that like, okay, I, I I have mouths to feed, and I've got bills to pay, and I've got you know, I've got rent, and I don't want to fuck around and and blow it. Yeah. So, um, it was it was sort of instead of thinking of it like some like we're gonna go out and fucking party out on the road. <laughs> We sat down and, and did the math and said, okay, here's how much, you know, here's our guarantee, here's what we're making, here's what we're spending, and it was just had to math it all out to yeah. make it like, okay, I can do this. Wow. I, I can do this. I can I can go out on the road and I can do this. But, the you know, the price that I paid was, like you guys said, it's like my kids and, and not being at home and, yeah. and all that shit that you miss, and you're like, but I'm, but I'm, I'm doing the job. I'm I'm making the money. It's like, but you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. And you know that's something that I can look back on now and go, yeah, I kind of I missed that part. I thought I was doing the right thing, but I was doing as much wrong as I was right. Got it. Yeah, it's got to be hard. Like, did you have like discussions with your wife about this at the time? Like, oh, totally. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I would never just go, yeah, I'm going to get a band. <laughs> Peace out. I'm going to build it for a couple months. I'll so see you soon. <laughs> That's Nobody, most. I mean, that wasn't yeah. like, here's the, the, like, I was already in the band. Yeah. But it was just like, you know, we just, we played on the weekends and, and we played at Fenders and we just kind of fucked around. We didn't, like, if we went on tour, it was like for, for eight days. Okay. Like, we didn't, we didn't, we tour. Huh? Yeah. And, and it wasn't really until we, you know, Recipe for Hate and Into Stranger Than Fiction, where it was like, okay, we're we're booking an eight week tour of Europe. Yeah. Speaking of Recipe for and Hate, that just turned thirty for a couple weeks ago, a couple, month or so ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I just listened to it like two days ago, and I was like, how is this album so fucking good? Like every every song you guys, put, I can't even like honestly, dude. Like without blowing smoke up your ass or anything like that, going through all your albums, I can't even think of a bad song. I, I've gotten shit for this on the Bad Religion fan page. Shout out to them, by the way. They're some cool people on there. Um, the keyword there was some. Yeah, there's some. There's some really <laughs> cool people like Milky. I, I don't know if you know. They're Mil- all. They're all. Yeah. They're all great, and I know them. All. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, <laughs> they're cool people. Um, some of them take the fandom a little bit too far, but that's cool, man. Like I get it. I'm a fan too. Um, but it's like I can't think of a bad song. But I get a lot of shit for saying that I like the song Television. 
What's wrong with that? I don't know. I don't get it. I, I fucking, I don't. It's a great song. I don't even understand why that song is considered, like, I, I'm telling you, like, people on there are like, I can't believe you. Oh, well, if you like that song, you must really like this song. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I do. I fucking, I actually do. Like, yeah, it, that, but that's just, I, I think that's just, that's just fan people being, I'm more fan than you. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, too. there's always this like idea of like, you know, yeah, you're not a real fan unless you like this or unless you've yeah. done this. It's like, no, I'm a fan. Well, oh, regardless. Okay, you know, yeah. okay, but, but if it, if it makes you feel any better, I fucking love television. <laughs> well, thank you, dude. Oh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd hope you would too, since you're in the band. But it's like, I get no, it. There's, listen, I'm in the. There's a, there's a I'm lot sure of there's songs a lot. Yeah, like. yeah, I'm in the band, and there's a ton of songs I don't like. Television isn't one of them. I I like television. It's so good. I don't get it. And like Tim, Tim's on it too. Like that's a bonus. Like it's and then it's. I don't know. I feel I think like maybe people didn't like Tim because Tim's singing is obviously very different than Greg's. Yeah. Um, but but that was kind of the point, you know. I and I, I think so, yeah. I like Mark with Jim Lindbergh. I thought that was fucking great. Yeah. And so yeah. you know, I mean, just like when we had people come in and 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 play a part, it was like fucking great. I'm, I had this manager I used to work with way back in the day, and he was a punk rocker too. And we'd talk about the stuff we liked, and uh, he was a Bad Religion fan. But like at one point, he told me he's like, yeah, he's like, Recipe for Hate is kind of where I get, fell out of the band because you know. That's the album where they had um, uh, guy from Pearl Jam sing, and I'm, I'm Eddie like, Vedder. Eddie Vedder. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's a great song. Yeah, you guys went on tour with Pearl Jam at one point, right? But see, that was more about him, his dislike of a band, exactly. And it's like, yeah. and not knowing, and not knowing the backstory of like, yeah, Ed used to come and see us play before he was ever in Pearl Jam in San Diego and in uh, Iguanas in Tijuana. Ed was always there. Iguanas, holy shit! That's so, a name so, I haven't heard so, in a long so, time. But but the but the point is, is that well, I don't like that guy. He's in Pearl Jam. It's like, but he's been a fan of our band since before you. Yeah. yeah. So why why doesn't he get a pass? How come you you yeah. get the pass of not <laughs> yeah. liking him because he's in Pearl Jam? He should have the pass of liking us before you did. Exactly. Yeah. But There's, people don't want to know that story. They just they just want to go like, well, I don't like that band. It's like that's cool, but you yeah. you should be able to separate the artist from the art and exactly. go. I don't know anything about that guy. I don't like the band, but those guys are probably nice. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't change the fact that the song's great. You know, that he he's great on the song, and but. Yeah, you take your yeah. dislike of another band and be like, yeah, it's going to paint your whole picture but, of this. But, yeah. but isn't, isn't that, that uh, once again, that's where you go like, nah, you just shrug your shoulders and go, I don't care. And yeah, um, yeah I told him like, I still love sure. the album and yeah, I didn't care. No, I, you <laughs> know, I, I always tell people like, when we, uh, we played this show in Italy with Neil Young and it was the only time we've ever played with Neil Young. That's crazy. And, <laughs> and, and we were, after we played, after the, after the show was over and we were sitting around talking with his manager, Elliot. And I said, Elliot, Elliot, what did what did Neil think of Bad Religion? And and he kind of <laughs> looks at me and he goes like, he didn't like you. <laughs> and I and I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, what did he say? He said, oh, yeah, Bad Religion, nah, uh, nah. I go, well, he said Bad Religion. He said the word Bad Religion. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. And I go, fuck yeah. <laughs> I didn't really care what his opinion of us was. I just cared that he thought of us. Yeah, that's so cool, man. <laughs> I mean, that's that a weird. So that's a weird cool. show to like. You know, Neil Young and Bad Religion. It's like, wow, that's yeah. No, no it was. It was. It was Bad Religion. It was Bad Religion. Catherine Wheel. And Neil Young, and I'm Holy like, shit. what the fuck puts this together? <laughs> Italians. Italians. <laughs> Italians. Well, there's a lot of those big festivals now where you're like, what? 
this was not that? a festival. Oh, this was wow. Yeah. Oh, just, show. Oh, that's better. <laughs> crazy. Man. Were you guys like charted at the time or something? Yeah. Or like, yeah, we, this was, this was, this was when we were kind of having our moment in the sun. Okay. And I, you know, I honestly, it was funny because we got there early, loaded our little tiny gear in. And it was in a basketball arena in Italy, and Neil Young was doing soundcheck. He was playing with Booker T and the MGs, and they had just walked out on stage, and they were going to do soundcheck. And I guess he was still teaching uh, Booker T the songs. Like, oh they were still kind of rehearsing. And I <laughs> sat there and watched the greatest Neil Young concert ever. He played everything you'd ever want to hear Neil Young play. Wow. Because he was teaching Booker T and the MPs the song. <laughs> Holy shit. But the concert that night was like, here's one that from Tron. Oh, oh my God, God. dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, some of the best shows I've ever seen were sound checks. Yeah, like, sound checks are sound checks are always the best because you don't yeah. care. You're like, who cares? I saw I went to the Brooklyn Bowl in Vegas and saw the Descendants, Pulley, and the Flatliners, and I got to see the whole sound check. And the descendants played like uh, fucking, uh, I don't even know some uh, early everything, like, everything you'd ever want. Well, right? it might have been like a circle jerk song or some shit. I don't, I don't remember right. it now. I have it. I recorded somewhere, but and it was like That's I'm funny. the only one in the fucking audience, and I'm hearing them play right. that. They played um, the Descendants theme song, where I'm just watching fucking Carl and Stefan just rip, and Bill obviously, but Milo wasn't there <laughs> at soundcheck, and so they were just you know. But I mean, then I that, got, is the, that, that, that is the secret. Sound checks, yeah, sound checks are the, the best. Secret. If you want to see your band do something, go to sound check. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see you guys do sound check at you. I don't think you guys did sound check at Punk, Punk and Drublick. Uh, no. Because I would have been I would have been so right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been so jealous. Yeah, only, yeah. only no effects gets to sound check at Punk and Drublick. I don't even think they sound checked. I think it was just like last game. No, it was you know, I mean we don't we don't need it, they don't need it. It's yeah, like that's we, true. we know what we're doing and we it's like yeah we have the same sound guy and, and the rig never changes, so it's like we are he just we know what we're doing. Yeah, I, 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 I can assume. Yeah, but I mean, even just seeing like the descendants and like it was a kind of a small, it was like a ballroom kind of place. I don't know if you've seen the Brooklyn Bowl in Vegas, yeah, but we, we played there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that place is fucking phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was up there with one of the coolest moments. Like I would say that, like, and then like that moment I said with Ken <laughs> sitting backstage listening to Bad Religion play fucking suffer. And we were just like, right. If, it was like we fucking solved life at that yeah. point. <laughs> it is, it, you know, and it, and it is like like when you say like, "What's your favorite concert memory?" and you start yeah. to realize it's actually not a concert at all. Yeah, it was soundcheck at the Brooklyn Bowl. I, I was yeah. sitting there eating a fucking, you know, I was sitting there eating something and, and listening to this thing happening over <laughs> on the stage. Those are my favorite memories. Yeah, those are man. Do, what, do you have any like really cool memories of going to shows or even? I'm sure you have a fucking million of them, but all of them, all of them. Can you, know, you can you tell us a cool story or like a cool memory that you have that's that st that stands out? Uh oh, shit! All of uh, honestly, yeah, all of them. I think I I I I got lucky and had the guy who lived behind me. His dad was an accountant for 
some record label that owned a bunch of the indie stuff that was coming out of England. Okay. <clears throat> and so he, he was always getting all of these, you know, punk rock albums from England that none of us had ever heard of. And, and I was only 13 or 14 at the time. So he was like, you got to come over and listen to this. And it was like just stuff that we'd never couldn't, couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. Anyway, at, at, in 79, he took me to see the clash at the Palladium. Holy Ooh. shit. And so I was 14 and I was, uh, you know, I, I, I'd been to a lot of concerts, but I'd never been one. to anything like that. I was like, yeah, oh, shit, this is, this is something that's, oh, that's so cool. So that's, that's sort that sort of set me off on, I want to do this Yeah, because, uh, because I, I wanted to play guitar when, since I was like eight. Mm-hmm. And this is a true story. Uh, Quiet Riot came to my high school, and Quiet Riot came to my high school <laughs> when Randy Rhodes was the guitar player. Oh, nice. And I wanted to be a guitar player until I saw Randy Rhodes play. Yeah. And I said, I will never be this good. Uh, that's what I, every time I see Scott Shiflet play anything, I'm like, fuck, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm never, and, and I, I said the same when I was, when, you know, I had the luxury of standing next to Scott night after night after night with the gimmies going like, God damn, you're fucking good. <laughs> yeah, he tells me um, one, of, like, one of his favorite moments playing is actually when you guys uh, go back to back. Yeah. <laughs> he I mean, I he had, loves I that had shit. This thing, my, my whole thing with Scott, because see, Scott plays bass and face to face, but he is such a great guitar player. He's an like, insane, like, dude. Shockingly great guitar player. I'm yeah. so happy he's in the Eagles now. I can't even tell you. Not not the Eagles, Eagles the band, but the yeah, Eagles the death, death Metal. Yeah, Eagles yeah. Death Metal. Um, yeah. uh, and so, and, uh, um, you know, my thing with Scott was I just tried to make him laugh. Okay. As, as a bass player, I would always apologize. I'd go like, sorry about that, sorry about that. Because I respect him as a bass player. Yeah. He's way better than me, but I would be like, right, and i go, oh, sorry about that. But then I would do, I would just do the dumbest bass shit that I would know would make him laugh because I'm like, yeah. no bass player can keep a straight face with the shit that I'm about to do to him. And he would, and he, and he would crack and I'd go, I win. <laughs> yeah, seeing you guys play, uh, I've seen you guys play a couple times and it was fucking, it was like, I couldn't stop. Like, you guys are just having a ball by yourself, man. It was, it was pretty fucking hilarious. I mean, that, you know, it's like, that was when when uh, when when Kent called me and, and asked me if I wanted to do it, and he said, "Look, you know, just kind of be a straight man to Spike and make fun of Joey and and just kind of get in get in with the scene." <laughs> and I and I realized it was just it was just sort of a lot of fun. And, yeah. And, you know the secret the secret of the Gimmies is it's a great band, but you don't know that it's a great band because you can't tell what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Yeah, when they put it, when they put out that first album, I was like, I'm just reading the sound, the song list. I'm like, oh, this is fucking these songs like horrible. <laughs> uh, maybe a couple of Billy, uh, the Billy Joel song or whatever. But then you hear it and you're like, oh my god, they made these songs so much fucking. My mom cooler. fucking loves the yeah, Gimme's. Yeah, super, the Gimme's super the fun and, and just you know, it's like I you know we would and like by the time towards towards the end of my time with them. Uh, we were getting a lot of festivals and a lot of metal festivals, and I'm like, "You people are dancing to John Denver." You <laughs> <morons>. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, hey, dude, we're almost about an hour, so I want to just touch on a couple of questions real quick, and then um, ask you that that we do that segment. Um, but um, what what do you think about No Effects quitting? Is that like um, 
it seems like it might be like a like the old guard is changing or something like is that does that do you think about that at all like with bad religion no i no, i i i I don't know if I believe it. I mean, every other, every <laughs> okay. other band before yeah. No Effects that has basically gone on a farewell tour mm. is either still on that farewell tour or come back five times. Yeah, like face to face. I don't, I don't know anybody like... that's actually fully retired and meant it. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like some, how many farewell tours yeah. has Kiss and Aerosmith had? I mean, they, yeah, you know, yeah, they're still on tour, right? Yeah. The exactly. thing I think about with that Mike though is like he seems like the kind of dude that would just be like look we're gonna quit and and then he's gonna be like no i said we quit and i don't want to like go back on my word no but I then think it, I, yeah. I, you know what i see i see both sides of that i see michael yeah so same like, here yeah, three years we'll just we'll, in three years we'll, we'll, we'll come back for for 10 times the money <laughs> i i think so too <laughs> man I, i've heard a lot of banter about that too and i'm like i could see it both ways like i can honestly right, see it both ways you know i mean Mike is Mike is that kind of guy where you just really don't know what he's thinking, and I like yeah. I, I know those guys really well too. So it's like I don't know what Mike is thinking, and and I talk to Smelly, and Smelly's like, "What the fuck is he thinking?" Yeah, like, oh, you're in the band. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get Smelly on here too soon to talk about that same exact thing. <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell him to do it. Oh yeah, I've t- I've I've, I've um. I met him on that tour, that Punk and Drublick tour, and we kind of hit it off a little bit. He was, yeah. I had one of my photo books out, and he was like, whose fucking photo book is this? And I was like, oh, that's mine. And he's like, you put this out? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, you're the best like photographer ever. And I was like, holy shit. I fucking, <laughs> I'm done. I am done with life. I, I can done, quit. You're done for today. Yeah. Only done for today, because tomorrow's a different day, and he'll go like, who are you? <laughs> that's true. I did meet him at another thing, and he was like, "Who are you again?" And I told him, and right. he was like, "See, so you got it. That's that's why. You, that's why you you just have to keep going because yeah. you're only as good as the last thing you've done." That's true. He said he did say that he has my photo books on like his like table or something at home, and like that's I'm like, important. "That's." Yeah. I was like, "It's not like in your bathroom or something." Like that's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> not bathroom not. reading. Damn it! No, I actually, yeah. I actually really look at it. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's funny. That's great. But yeah, no, he'd be fucking amazing to talk to. So you guys I, seem like I'll, I'll, very I'll similar. Them, but I, like, as far as them like really hanging it up, I who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. We, we, we kind of have a handshake agreement in our band that we're just not going to do that. And like, if we ever make that decision, it's like you just won't hear from us anymore. Oh wow! Yeah, because Fat Mike is pretty much out there a lot, and he does his like you know. Well, he what he did have a podcast for a minute. Yeah, seems yeah, I mean, he's, he's fat, see, fat Mike's fat Mike. He's, yeah, he's trying a lot of things. He's just you know he's 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 dipping his toes in Broadway plays and podcasts. Yeah, it's so cool. And, and art magazines and and a museum. He's just <laughs> right. I mean, it's like okay, I, I I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, have you been to the museum yet? No, no. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm gonna go and I, I, I was out there. I, for I'm, Punk I'm all, I'm, all make it. I'm all for them and I'm all for their success. But I'm also the person who says like the minute that you try to define what punk rock is, I'm here to defy that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's kind of why that's why I asked you about that whole gatekeeping thing because I was like I don't think I don't think you like I I feel like you I don't know you very well, but from what you know you're you're out there a lot on interviews and you're pretty well known. Um, character i would say but um 
I, I yeah, just from gathering what from all your stuff, it's like I would figure you could you could probably go either way. Like how you said about the um, what band was it? Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Yeah, I'm like all those bands all fall in the same category for me. Yeah. So I'm like, um, but I feel like you could probably go either way on that too. Like I bet you if you met those dudes and hung out, I'm sure you have too, and you probably get along with them all that shit. So. Who? Good Charlotte, or no? Do I get along with them? No, it wasn't. I don't. I don't not get along with them. Yeah. But I, but I, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have anything. I don't have a vested interest in whether they're successful or not, or whether people like them or not. Yeah. That that's not really, you know, my my take on what I think they are isn't done with some sort of and I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, that's just your opinion, and you're like, yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I don't care. Yeah. Like it's like it's not. It's like I just, I just look at it and go, well, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see value in that. But yeah. once again, somebody does. This, but yeah, good for them. Right. And and it's just this is art, and art is subjective. And exactly. It's like, there's yeah. stuff that I don't like. There's stuff that people don't like. And, you know, my opinion of of thinking like that just seems kind of, uh, it it seems forced. Yeah. And when I see any kind of a band like that, it does. They don't have to be just punk rock. You could be like. These these kids are trying too hard to be metal, or that guy's trying too hard to be country. Yeah, right. Where you go, yeah, like, wait, for sure. I, 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 that guy. When you go, like that guy's from Long Beach. Where the <laughs> fuck does he get in this Kentucky accent? From? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like you're trying too hard, dude. We don't wear cowboy hats in fucking Long Beach. You should just be wearing tennis shoes in the Pendleton. Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny, dude. <laughs> Um, so you, I'm sure you listen to like a ton of other music than just punk rock. I'm sure you, you said you're like the jam is one of your, um, big influences, correct? Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're kind of borderline. They're, I'm, they're punk, but, but they, know, like you, know, this is, once, you, you, you have to go back in time to when bands like That's Elvis true. Costello and the B-52s and the jam and yeah. Devo and Oingo Boingo. Oh, these, that's one of our favorites bands, over here. These bands were fucking punk because they weren't Van Halen. Exactly. Yeah. So once exactly. you're once you're once you're sort of removed from being cool, fuck you. <laughs> okay, cool. I yeah, know, yeah. Whatever. The pretenders. You know, I I got a chance. We we fucking were in the airport in Spain, and the pretenders were opening for Guns N' Roses, and we were playing on this festival the same night. And then and that day we're in the airport together. We end up getting on the same fucking plane to London. And there's Chrissy Hind, and oh I go, fuck. I, and I just said, look, I don't ever get the opportunity to do this, but I want to thank you yeah. uh, for making the music that you do and making me who I am. You were so important to me in 1980. Wow. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. Thank you very much. And I said, I just, you know what? I never get the opportunity to really see people that meant that much to me. Yeah, and I just I just took that opportunity and said like I'm 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 gonna dork out for a minute, and she goes, "No, that's fine." <laughs> that's fucking cool, man. I'm sure you get that a lot too. Like I I think I, I did that before we did this whole and call. I've, I've been trying not to do that this whole interview. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, but I, same, I same. But I get it. I because yeah. like I said, I'm I'm also a fan. Yeah, that's so cool. I know what that's like. I know when when you go like fuck, that's so important to me, and I go, cool, me too. Yeah. Because that's how I feel. Yeah. You know, when people go like, I grew up with you guys, I go, me too. <laughs> yeah, like, I, right? like I, I'm, I'm in cool. it. I'm in it with yeah. everybody. Like, I, I, I want to fanboy that, out here for a second. Like, like, Bad Religion is the band that got me into punk rock. 
Like, um, I was probably 12 years old, and my brother came home with a copy of uh, 80 to 85. He's like, you got to listen to this. This is so great. And he puts it on, and I'm like, listen to it. I'm like, I, I don't get it. And then, <laughs> you know, a couple days later, he was gone, and I grabbed the cassette out of his room, and I was listening to it. And then something just clicked. And that that started that kicked off my love of punk rock. And uh, ever since then, I like I devoured everything I could find, like especially Battle Legend back in those days, because that's pretty much all the punk I knew. And right. you know, that's that was my gateway into the punk rock scene. And and for that, I I will say thank you because you were a big part of that. Well, thank you. I mean, that's it. We just we we've never really understood who we were doing anything for other than us. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously we meet people all the time. They go, I like what you're doing, but it doesn't like when we're doing it, when we're, when we're, and, and I always tell people, I go, there's two different parts of this. There's the creation where you're like making these songs out of nothing. And yeah. then there's the performance where you just, you're going out on the road and you're playing these songs and it's super fun. Yeah. But, yeah. but that, that creation part is when you're just sitting in a room and you're not thinking about, anything or anybody other than what's the next chord yeah what's the next what's the next cool thing that i want to hear and that's how this you know that's the, the impetus of the band is we make the music that we weren't hearing from other bands yeah you guys you guys definitely set a set a different fucking notch up on that on that punk rock tier i mean like who's doing three-part harmonies and how how yeah, hard is that to the fucking? The adolescents were doing fucking three part harmonies, and that's what. We, that's true. That's true. We said, you know, we we said if they can do it, we can do it. The the downside was doing it live meant having three microphones on stage, two of which weren't being held by anybody. Yeah, and those microphones always ended up in the crowd, which meant uh. oh, fuck <laughs> you, and you're like, oh my god, you're like, so, you guys aren't hitting the harmonies. <laughs> Come yeah, on, right? that's not you. Yeah. So. You know, we, we just kind of, we, we bypassed it in the early 80s because we thought if we can't do it live, we won't record it. That oh. was this stupid, childish rule that we had was mm -hmm. like, if we can't play it live, we won't record it. Wow. But by the time Suffer came around, we're like, who fucking cares? That's cool, man. We That's should just so do cool. whatever the fuck we want. Here's right. a piano. Well, <laughs> it's crazy right. that you guys are still like... You, the last two albums you guys have put out is just as good as anything you guys. I feel like you guys have put out for the entirety of your career. Like, the, I think, um, fucking, goddamn, um, True North might be my favorite album you guys ever put out. And it's like, fuck, that came out in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, mine too. I mean, it was oh, wow. that. I, I think it's it's funny, Brett and I. The last three records we've had these discussions about. Um, I think it was The Descent of Man came out and it was like the minute that that record came out uh -huh. Brett was like I'm really not happy oh wow um, and it was because he was like he just he was like I, I just feel like I just I wasn't I, I didn't commit to the songs the way I should have mm -hmm. I, I was writing them sort of with my daughter there and I had an acoustic guitar and I was just kind of, I was just playing these songs for her. Okay. And, and I was writing these songs. I go, I go, they're just, they're valid. They're good. They're, you they know, are good. Not, yeah. One of my but, favorite but songs but on he, that album. But he yeah. right away just was like, I, I, I need to fix this. Wow. And it was like, okay, 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 okay. And that was, that was true North, the beginning of true North, which was this whole like, Oh, now we're back to that sort of bad religion this is we understand this yeah some of the fastest songs we've ever played and but but some of the most meaningful songs we've ever played because 
there's always a part of stories that like are if you if the song True North itself was was Greg writing about his son. And, okay. Uh, you know, once True North came out, we all kind of said, like, if we don't ever make another record, we're okay with this. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That would be fine. And then uh, just it, the, the way the world was turning, and we're out on the road, and Greg's starting to see kind of just, like, Jesus, people are losing their fucking shit. <laughs> and so he started writing, but not with the intention of anything other than, like, you know, I'm just going to start writing some songs. Okay. And Brett started writing as well, and it was like they that record came together not as a purpose to follow up true north but as its own purpose of like we're seeing something happening in this world and we don't know what to do other than write songs about it yeah and so that was you know the age of unreason was sort of like we we just lost our fucking we've lost our collective minds (laughs) i agree man i agree but no i I can't i'm uh, like blown away by the last two albums like uh, True North it has my favorite favorite song, which is um, "Hello Cruel, Cruel World," yep. which I can't. It's just fucking unbelievable. I get goosebumps every time I even think about that song. So it's fucking. And then "Age of Unreason," every song is a fucking hit. Candidate is the one that gets me every time. Like that, the, the lyrics of that song just like really hit home. It's like, yeah, you know, from the yeah, time right. we're the times we're living in now, like that song was right on. Well, shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny because those two songs, like, I'm, I keep looking at our set list, going like, man, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I don't mean to intentionally be skipping over so much. It's just like by the time I get to those albums, I'm like, I've already got twenty songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy so, how many fucking songs you guys play live too. It's like, it's fucking amazing. I, I've never left a bad religion show and been like, oh fuck, you know, like they didn't play this or that because I'm like they played this and this, like it's well, it's crazy. The, the first the first time I saw Bad Religion was I think early '99. Yeah, um, it was the Glass House. Oh and, shit, uh, that's down the street, right? Yeah, and um, Greg was talking about how you guys had just gotten off the Warp tour, and you know was kind of upset you got like 30, 40 minutes to play, and so he vowed he was going to make up for it that night, and you guys played two and a half, three hours. And I it think was, that was right. And Holy fuck. it was one of the most intense things I've ever been doing. Like, I left that show. I was dripping sweat. <laughs> I was covered in other people's blood. And it was the best night of my life. That's fucking rad. I'm like, yeah, you guys I'm played pretty much out. everything okay, because I'm, you could have. I, I might be wrong, but do you remember who opened that show? Uh, Queens of the Stone Age? Yes, that was their first show. Yes, shit. And I remember, I, I remember that because the lead singer, at the end of his set, dropped his pants shoved the microphone in his mouth and was running around with his pants at his ankles just going, ah! And oh, it was wow. like, the, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching right now? You're watching Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, find out later, I'm like, oh shit, I saw them play like years ago. You did. Yeah, that was their very first show ever. Holy shit. Yeah, that was <laughs> an amazing cool. night, yeah. Well, shit, man, we're at an hour and that's pr- that's usually when people start dropping. I could, Dude, I could talk to you for hours, dude. And I'm sure you got, <laughs> I'm sure you got other shit you got to do. Um, I also wanted to say um, congratulations on you just had a, a baby recently. We were trying to put this together like what last year or something. Uh, yeah, and yeah, um, it was you know it was yeah, it was it was not an easy. Yeah, it hasn't been an easy time with him. He's had two open heart surgeries, so it's uh, kind of crazy. But but you know what? It it's it just gives you a whole new meaning and purpose and and perspective. Of course, yeah, and so. I keep seeing your posts and you talk, you know, you, you have the coolest fucking banter or like little stories that you tell about 
um, him and you, and it's you you know you always say dragon and dragon dragon dragon, and I'm like, that's such a cool little moniker nickname. And then I I found out that's what you named your kid Dragon, and that's yeah the fucking coolest name ever. And <laughs> I was just wondering, I, I, I doing a lot of research for this interview. Um, I saw that uh, when you did the amoeba thing what's in my bag you pulled out this the dvds of the of bruce lee and i was wondering if you named your kid dragon because of bruce lee or if that had any uh, correlation no zero no? oh wow I, uh, no no <laughs> wow no. it was uh you know he was for, long story short he was mm -hmm. born at home yeah and within eight hours we were at the hospital and he never left the hospital for sixty something days. Oh man! So he, he had a he had a major heart malfunction. Yeah, and a lot of parts were missing, and uh, and so, um, wow. We when we were in the hospital, they're like, "What's his name?" And we're like, "We don't know." Like we we yeah. didn't even know if it was a boy or a girl. Oh my goodness! We just we just said like we were just going to see what it is, and we're going to play it by ear, and we're going to see how we feel, and so yeah. everything just said baby boy baby boy mm -hmm. baby boy and they kept saying you have to give him a name and we're like like we don't even know him he's just on tubes in a in a in a yeah. incubator yeah. and so our daughter who is now what was 10 mm -hmm. she just said you should name him dragon <laughs> and this was but this was this was after a month of him being in the hospital uh -huh. and i'm like why and she's like because he has a dragon heart and or whatever and and I'm like, okay. And it's like that. Wow. Okay. Wow. And so, you know, Natalia and I just said like, yeah, we're naming the fucking dragon. That's and amazing. It was, and, awesome. that was, and that was just the end of it. It was like, yeah. his name is dragon. <laughs> That's fucking amazing, dude. That's like the coolest um, name story I've ever heard. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That Wow, man. That's really cool. And uh, I'm glad everything worked out, man. And it was yeah. really yeah, pulling no, for you great. guys. And um, yeah, I, got a, I would love to have your wife on here at one point too, man. I'll let her know. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. She's such an amazing artist, dude. She, like, she really if, is. If she's, people she's out there so don't know, she's scary. done. Yeah, she's done like the artwork for Fat, uh, Fat Mike, the Koki the Clown. Uh, Both of them. Yeah. Fucking. Oh my god. The that's the coolest fucking art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Blown away. So. Um, yeah. She's but, a phenomenal painter. Yeah, man. I just want to say thank you so much for just sitting down and having a conversation with us. And no, no um, we got one last question. And if you had your dream concert. Who would it be? And uh, it could be Living Dead, anything, any, anybody. You could even make up a fucking dream band if you wanted to. Uh, you know, I thought about it because I, 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 you, you kind of warned me about this. And, yeah. And, and we touched on this that like, it, as far as like punk rock bands, I've seen them all. Yeah. I've seen them all when they were important. I've seen them all at the best venues where it's like that was a good moment. Yeah. And so the things that I that I didn't see were like I never saw Dwayne Allman play slide guitar even uh -huh. though i've i've heard like he was the best slide guitar player ever but if you've ever watched Derek trucks who is now playing slide guitar in the almond brothers you go like that guy's so good i can't imagine someone being better than him yeah i would love to see him Dwayne almond play okay that's not really my choice my choice would be <laughs> uh like in the in the early 80s kate bush david bowie oh, uh wow. david gilmore um, doesn't matter who's playing bass and drums because it's just like that, that. Those those three people used to put on these concerts and they would just play for hours and play all sorts of songs. Yeah, that's that. I I, I wish I would have seen that. 
That's fucking dope. I, yeah. uh, dude, I, I'm a huge Bowie fan, dude. I would be I, so I'll, sick. I'll tell you, uh, we they, we were on a festival one time. They they put us between Iggy Pop and David Bowie. So, no, so, I know it's no lie. Iggy wow. Pop, Batters, and David Bowie. And so I, when, when there's we my dream concert. Playing, <laughs> I know when we were done playing. I sort of hid on stage. I said, I'm going to hide over here and I'm going to watch David Bowie because I'd never seen David Bowie like wow. that close. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm on stage. And so he came out and just was David Bowie. And I was like, this is why. This is why he is who he is. He was, I mean, he was so fucking magic. Yeah. Like, that guy, just, it was yeah. just, it was just. It was, um, it was that kind of thing, like where you, like, like you just goosebumps and your hair's all standing on, and you're like, "How am I getting this from this guy? This guy's just electric. He's just Fuck. so he was, he was really that guy." That's fucking nuts. That's how I, I we saw, I saw Iggy Pop, I think, a couple years back at Punk Rock Bowling, and it was yeah, yeah, yeah. We played that. We played yeah. that with, uh, with the, uh, I don't know, if it was the Gimmicks or Bad Religion. One of the two. No, I think it was Bad Religion. You guys, yeah. Because we were hanging out with him backstage, which was just fucking great. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's, okay, I was taking photos of him, and um, I'm up there in the photo pit, and I had my arm kind of up on the stage a little bit to brace the camera, because I'm singing the whole time, too. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the photographer that sings the whole fucking time while I'm trying to get shots, and uh, he steps on my fucking arm. Yes, he does. And he's, like, staring at me. Like yes, he does. Get your fucking arm off my uh, stage. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I was like, I was like, I'm not moving my arm. You can step on my arm as long as you want, dude. I, and I'm sitting there screaming the lyrics back at him, and he he gave me a fucking smirk, and I got a photo of it, and I fucking I was like, I That's went awesome. I went over to Sean Stern, and I said, Sean, I fucking love you, dude. Thank you so much. Like, this was the coolest fucking thing. And he's like, <laughs> he he was like, yeah, I got it, I get it. <laughs> so. Right on, man. Dude, awesome. it's been the fucking raddest conversation. If you ever need to promote anything or um, I heard you guys might be working on some new music from a birdie, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we got we got nothing but time. That's awesome, man. But yeah, if you ever need to come back or you want to talk, have another conversation, dude, I'm more for it. I'm going to have yeah. starting to do weekly podcasts. So I can. Awesome. Could, yeah, yeah. No, I can. I can be your regular. Oh, dude, dude. Don't, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me like all that. Right, we, better talk to, we better talk to Jay about all this. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. I really appreciate it, Dean, and I hope you have a good night. Yeah, and, um, this, this yeah you too. Cool. Yeah, this is a really great night. Yeah. So. All right, you guys. All right, man. The episode should be out tomorrow, and I'll send it to you as soon as I get it. Sweet. All right. All right, man. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good night. All right. See you guys later. All right, bye. Yeah. That just happened. That just happened. Holy shit. That was fucking cool, man. Wow. What a fucking good dude. I mean, I've talked to him before, like probably like five or six times, different places, but yeah, it's different when you're going to sit down and have a conversation yeah, and then you exactly. know that other people are probably going to listen. Hopefully other people listen to this. <laughs> Hope so. No, I'm just joking. There's, <laughs> we'll have other people listen to it, but I, you know, it's just, it's something like I told Jay before we got on the, on the podcast, uh, that was going to, I'm nervous and I'm not, yeah. I'm not usually nervous talking to anyone, but it's it's mostly about what everyone else is gonna think and what you know. Yeah, you know, fuck what everyone else is gonna think. No, I, I get mean, that. I get that. Know, I get that. But look, the, for me, uh, that's how I am with my whole life. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this. I don't give a fuck with it. And, and anyone who knows me knows that. Uh, but I'm doing this podcast. I'm not doing this podcast for myself. You know, I'm no. not. 
I do it. I do it because I love. I love doing it. I love talking to people. I love having conversations. Mm-hmm. But if it was just me and Jay talking right now, I would have been, you know, no, no sweat, no, yeah. pro- not a problem, dude. I would, I'd be stoked. I'd be really excited and anxious and you know whatever. But it's more about like what everyone is gonna say and you know because the fans, the the fans like they don't even like Fat Mike and shit. Like I know, I know there's people that that's don't. The one thing we can't control, though. I mean, oh, for people sure, people are either gonna like it or they're gonna hate it. You know, we have no control. We've, we've done what we can do. <laughs> yeah, yo, <laughs> we have no, we have no control. I see what you did there. We have no control, so we just we should just do suffer, it. We, we want. And suffer through it, even if there's no substance. I mean, this is the new America. You know, there's a, a gray race. Uh, truth is, you know, stranger than fiction. <laughs> sometimes you get a lead for a recipe for hate, dude. It's all, uh, you know. Sometimes when you're going against the grain, you have to suffer. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you go with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, this is the fucking coolest thing, Adam. Thanks for for coming out, man. Thanks for having me out, man. This was yeah, like. I I don't fanboy out very often. Yeah. Like, there's been a couple times that I can think of in the last like 30 years that I have. This was one of those. Yeah, man. Um, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Um, you, you don't have to hear us ramble anymore. I'm sure you guys turned it off as soon as Jay hung up anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, listen to this guy talk. Thank you for listening to the King Rock Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and rate this podcast on whatever source you were listening to this on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, or others. It really helps out the podcast a lot. Thank you very much. If you don't like the King Rock Podcast, go blank yourself. Great.